Welcome to the Cultivate Podcast. I'm Tammy Brown, and together my husband Matt and I founded Sandals Church with the vision of helping people to be real with themselves, God, and others. Out of that vision came a personal burden to inspire and challenge women to cultivate kindness towards one another. My heart for Cultivate is to come alongside women so that we can grow spiritually wise, relationally kind, emotionally healthy, and connected in community. This podcast is my way of inviting you to join me for real conversations about what God's Word has to say and what it looks like for us, real women, to cultivate it into our everyday lives. Always keeping in mind that we might not be where we want to be, but if we pursue this, we won't be where we were. wrap up the conversation on what does it look like to cultivate freedom and we've we've looked at for nine weeks now eight weeks now nine weeks now eight I think eight weeks of what it looks like the different pathways to take to cultivate freedom freedom from fear freedom to be real freedom mm. from comparison and today I want to look um, talk about the idea of with you guys and have a real conversation on finding freedom through hope and what it looks like to dream. Because I think that part of just having freedom is having some, knowing where you're going. What are you hoping for? What are you looking for? And I'm super excited because one of my favorite people in the world today, Mrs. Beck Deal, is on with me. You may Cute. know Beck from, if you attend our Hunter Park campus mm-hmm. or follow Sandals Church Worship at all, Beck, what is your actual job here? Um, so I run the, the main campus at Hunter Park okay. uh, the, with a worship team Yes, in that. And um, we have kind of like a network staffing situation here because we have so many campuses. So we kind of like know, can you oversee some it? of the other campuses <laughs> and some of our staff. So um, yeah, this, this place, it's so... Um, what I love about Sandals, it's just always growing. And so we're always looking for the next person. Shout out. And if who, you, um, if actually, you want to join you... the team, the worship team, there's a spot for you at any campus. We have 14 campuses. <laughs> you know Blank what? Plug. You need to use all, any opportunity you can because so true. We're, every time building. something comes up, we need, we need new people yeah, and there's so many absolutely. gifted people. Um, for that. So, but Beck, one of the reasons I wanted you to come on with me today is that I do feel like just knowing you is knowing hope. Like as I've known you for two years now, Mm -hmm. um, you're that person that when you're just around you, it feels hopeful. Like you are a very emotion driven person. True. <laughs> Beck cries on this episode. I know. I, yeah, 100% I was like, is happening. I was like, warning. Beck um, will cry. <laughs> Tammy will not cry. Almost <laughs> never. Um, but part of that comes from this deep well of hope that I see in you for mm. just who the Lord is and what he yeah. can do. You know, there's been times where I'm not feeling good or my hands are hurting or... Mm. Uh, FYI, I've been having really achy hands since I've had COVID. It's like a real thing. Ew. People tell me that it's not related, but in my I mind, think I've I decided it's you, one you did. Yeah, well, I need and to get back on that. When something goes wrong, you're like, nope, we're going to believe yeah. and we're going to yeah. hope in what God can do. And I think that part of that comes from more of a charismatic background that you have, which I love. True. Like, I did not grow up in that mm. culture. Um, And part of it makes me nervous just because everything makes me nervous. But part of it is so beautiful that I feel like if Mm. that if you you're more of a traditional 
religious background, you really miss out on that. And so it's mm. something that I think I thank God for bringing you and your husband, Steve, to Sandals. Mm. Um, because you do bring some of that. It's like, no, like we need to remember how big God is and what He can do and the hope that we have in Him. Mm. And that just... I, I've said this on different episodes or anytime that people have heard me talk, but you know, Matt will talk a lot about this cup analogy. I might have I might have talked about it in our last conversation of, you know, whatever is in your cup, when when it gets shaken, whatever's inside is what's gonna come out. Yeah, that's and when so you get true. shaken in the two years that I've known you, hope comes out. <laughs> you know, and even if it's, I know there's things that you're hoping for in your life yeah. that aren't, haven't happened as fast or as much as you've wished, as soon as you've wished or in the way, mm. and still you hope in God. And it's something I love about you. So what would you say to the women that are listening to this podcast about the importance of hope? Well, firstly, I just want to... already cried. I, yeah, I know. I, I'm <laughs> emotional because... Um, because it's who I am and it's a processing tool for, for anybody who feels like uh, I'm just an emotional mess and that that is hard on other people just just know that actually God has given you tears for a processing tool mm. and so I actually have turned that around and stop apologizing to people if I do cry mm-hmm. sometimes I still <laughs> apologize but but I kind of tell myself and have changed that self-talk to say this is your processing tool mm-hmm. and so I actually say that to a lot of people when when they feel messy and crying um, because there's a lot of permission in that um, which is great mm-hmm. um, it's really interesting when I, I got this topic through and I just feel wildly unqualified to talk about it and hmm. um, well, that's, I think that's probably so natural, though, is that thing yeah. that other people see in us, we miss in ourselves. Yeah, I mean, that's what, so that's why I'm, 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 le- I'm letting that sink in. And it's lovely. It's a beautiful encouragement. Mm-hmm. So thank you. I, um, I, think, I think cultivating hope is really about leaning on God and letting Jesus Christ become the hope mm-hmm. that sits in the middle of our hearts rather than... Um, a circumstance or situation, which is actually just life. Mm-hmm. Life will always throw at you more than you <laughs> wanted to deal with. Yep. Um, you know, I remember having this conversation with my dad, like in the kitchen would be the spot we would always have conversations. <laughs> and I'd, I'd be wrestling with something and, man, I'm getting emotional because I miss my dad. <laughs> um it's okay. It's your processing tool. I'll use it back on you. <laughs> I get like awkwardly funny when it gets emotional as like a yeah. deterrent. So I'll just make you laugh. <laughs> it's good. That's a good one. Um, For those of everyone listening, Beck um, and Steve, I'm going to give some background yeah, cool. to you missing your dad. Um, yeah. They moved here to come to Sandals Church from Australia two years ago. Australia? Australia. Australia. You there, say that. Um, from Australia. Pre-COVID, and then COVID hit, so Beck yeah. has not been able to visit mm-hmm. with her family because of travel restrictions. So yeah. we're going to make that happen, though. You know yeah. we are. Oh, we yeah. know we are. Yeah, absolutely. So sitting in the kitchen with your dad. Yeah, so I'm, I'm like, Dad, like, like, how come life is so hard? Like, no one told me. Mm-hmm. Like, no one warned me that life is so hard, you know? And maybe because I am emotional and soft-natured, um, 
I feel everything. I'm a four, mm-hmm. so I feel everything. It's you've four got, on the Enneagram. Got, I always say it's not an Enneagram podcast, but it's sh- not. Sure, but it does feel like it to every listener. It, it does. Is. It is, it's helpful, but you know what a four is. I mean, four is Kennedy. Are very emotional. Kennedy mm-hmm. is is basically when I met Kennedy. Um, Tammy's daughter for those who don't know mm-hmm. I'm sure you do because you're <laughs> having listening to the Cold Cold podcast but um, you know we met we, we it was like the first week we arrived and you guys invited us over to have dinner at your house and it was the most beautiful thing mm. because we were like who are we you know mm. I remember meeting Kennedy and I felt like I was meeting myself and we barely even said anything but there was just a knowing we're sitting around the table and <laughs> Kennedy, like there, a joke would happen or an an, or like a question asked, and they answered across the table like simultaneously. It was the most. And I was looking thing. at you, thinking I'm seeing a glimpse of 30 year old Kennedy, yeah, like 10 years from yeah. now, Kennedy, yeah. Which was I love because the in the in the ways that you say you've wrestled with being an emotional forward person, feeling yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. You know, Kennedy's very much like that. Yeah. It's something we recognize from such an early age with her. Mm. And so, um, which however we're wired, yeah, you know, can there's the healthy version and the unhealthy version yeah. of it and we get to choose which we're cultivating and pursuing. Yeah. And I was so grateful once I started making that connection of just like, here's someone that Kennedy is just a little bit ahead of where she's at in life that she can look to and go mm. like, I get to be me. I get to be emotional and feel a, such a feeler mm. and a creative mm. and um, all the emotions and to ha- just have someone that they felt she felt like she could glean from, yeah. you know, and relate to in ways I can't, I'm not. You're not wired the same way. I'm not wired yeah. like, like that. Matt tends to be more wired that way. Mm. But to have a woman for her. So mm. I love that relationship. And that you have with Kennedy is really sweet. So, yeah. And she just got married. So it's very exciting. <laughs> she did. For everyone listening, um, Kennedy got married um, mid-end of June. And it was really, really sweet and special. But how so weird fun. to have our daughter get married. And, you know, on the topic of hope, it has been a reminder to Matt and I about hope. Like it's, it's one thing to hope for your kid's future when they're little, Mm. but then to be like fast forward and you're in the place that you always have prayed for, for them. And you're watching them launch into their own, like everything you hoped for them. Now they're stepping into, like it has been this super weird crazy emotional place of just like we're so hopeful about their marriage and Mm. their future and Mm. so are they you know like yeah like i mean young love man (laughs) it's just like a powerful thing really (laughs) we can live on love and and they're doing you know they're living on love (laughs) they're like they don't they don't need a lot they have this little tiny darling place to live and they're they're figuring it out and it's a it's a super sweet season you know Mm -hmm. Maddie's and you know getting ready to step into potentially a similar mm. season as that so I'm like wow like we have so much hope for them yeah. but I think you know when we're talking about the idea of finding freedom cultivating mm-hmm. freedom and the absence of hope is just dreary yeah absolutely you know and I am not when I think of hope part of what I think about is like dreaming you know mm. and I remember um every episode I feel like I'm um 
I am referring to past counselling. <laughs> well, it's taken a lot for me to good, get right about you guys. Good, yeah. oh. But I remember being asked what I hope for my future, and I didn't know. And they're like, well, what do you dream? What's a dream you have? I'm like... I couldn't think of a dream I had. Mm. Matt's way more of a dreamer than I am. Like he dreamed of having this church. He dreamed of having the locations. He dreamed of the size. He dreamed of reaching people for the last. I'm like, I am not by nature a big hoper, dreamer Mm. person. Um, And because of my struggle with fear, I tend to be more of like the Debbie Downer than like, yeah hopeful about things yeah and I need to surround myself with people like you who are like no it's gonna be good that's back it's gonna be great it's gonna be awesome I'm so glad that that's what I put forward it's not always the inside I mean you know speak to my husband and you'll you'll hear some of the internal dialogue that comes out uh daily you know out of my mouth but but I I think the big the biggest thing in me is that the default is that God is good mm-hmm. and that I yep. can, that I can I lean that. on that. Like, um, I think, sorry, I'm going to skip ahead, but some, one of the questions that you had kind of set along here is what scripture mm-hmm. have you held on to? And mm-hmm. for me, um, just, I can't, I can't sit in the space of hope without thinking of this scripture, which is um, Psalm 100 verse five for the Lord is, is good. Mm. And his faithfulness mm-hmm. endures forever, and it, knowing that that no matter what we face, no matter what challenge comes our way, if God is good, mm-hmm. we have hope mm-hmm. because it means that He sees further, He He knows more, mm-hmm. um, and that we can rely and trust on Him um, instead of what we can see, what we know, our own understanding. We actually get to lean on a God who has a vision that's way mm-hmm. higher. And a perspective. Way, yes, that's for sure. Infinite. And so that's what I always come back to. And I, I, can't, I can't step away from that. I can't live outside of even that particular verse. And even if that was the only verse I had, I could still, mm-hmm. I could still do that. I could still get up in the morning. And, and uh, I, I'm, I'm someone who's dealt a lot with depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you carry all the emotions, that's part of the package. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the depth and the height, mm-hmm. um, all in one. Mm-hmm. And, and there's so much in between, um, but really feeling the bottom and really feeling the top mm-hmm. is where, <laughs> is where the, like the life, um, roller coaster really is. And I need that undergirding of the word, mm-hmm. um, to hold me. Otherwise, well, I will just go spiraling down. That's what I was going to say is I just, when I'm thinking about the idea of cultivating hope mm. and, and the idea of even dreaming for your future, for what your life can be, mm. for what God has for you, um, and to be able to trust God with, and, and for me, a barrier was like, do I trust God to dream? Yeah. I think that I default to, well, I don't want to dream or have hope for something because if it doesn't happen, I don't want to be disappointed. disappointed. Yeah. And so I, it came down to trust though. Like you're saying, do I trust yeah. that God is good and that his fa- faithfulness endures forever? They're like, no, like he's with me in this. And yeah. um, we've talked a lot over the last eight weeks about the importance of being in God's word so yeah. that like you said, when when you're at the bottom, mm-hmm. you have His Word 
to to kind of climb your way back out, Mm. you know, to find that hope again when you feel hopeless. And, you know, studies and science, like psychological sciences right now are talking about just like how hopeless Mm. people are feeling. And Mm. I'm like, I, I honestly, I can't imagine Mm. life without the hope of the Lord. You know, I, I, what, what do people do? Because there is nothing. And so to, to sum, to sum up this whole eight week series that Mm. we've been talking about of cultivating freedom, like the pinnacle is having hope, Mm. having hope, like trusting that you can have hope for your future, your future here on earth, but for eternity in Jesus, you know, Mm -hmm. hope that on your worst day or if the worst thing happens, God still got you. You know, we talked about fear on the last conversation, which I super struggle with. And one of the processes that, like you said, you take your emotions, they're a processing tool. I talked about what I have to do with fear in that is I have Mm -hmm. to harness my fear for good. Wow. Instead of going down the dark path, I have to harness it to be prepared. Wow. I have to harness it to to be ready mm-hmm. or to think strategically. You know, when I'm in a bad place or I'm in an unhealthy way, I just think of what could go wrong and I avoid. Yeah. But when I'm healthy, I go, oh, okay, this could happen, so let's do this. Then we're prepared. Yeah. We're good to go. Um, I have to harness it for my good. Yeah. And it keeps me more prepared if I want to do an event or go to a place or where something bad could happen. Instead, I come ready. Mm. to the best that I can in that same way. But we talked about if, if you're not in God's word, you, you have nothing, you have no well to draw from No. when I'm f- afraid, when you feel depressed or you feel hopeless or people mm. who feel hopeless, mm. like where, what do you do in it? But if you're, if you're not in God's word reading it, what's going to surface in your mind? Totally. We're so hardwired to go down this. Uh, this crazy spiral of all of the disappointment, all of the uh, the what ifs, all of the fear. Mm-hmm. It 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 unra- it unravels itself. Mm-hmm. Like we don't we don't have to be taught how to go down those rabbit holes. Isn't that weird? Like we don't have to, but we have to. We have to work so hard to get out to get to out, climb out. But we have the tools. Mm-hmm. We do have the tools, and um, those like the the massive one is the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Like that's. Um, you know, and you also alluded to um, uh, the people around you and how to kind of bring around. I know for me, I've got like a, um, there's a few different iterations depending on the situation, but uh, it'll just be a group text of, of women um, that I call upon when something's gone crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll say, I need you to pray. And that, that really helps lift my faith when I don't have enough mm-hmm. to to kind of rewire my brain um, from going down these rabbit holes. I, I'll I'll find this woman, this woman, this woman, and I'll say, I need, I just need you. I need you to pray. Mm-hmm. I need you to hold me. Um, you know, and I think that's one of the most powerful things about friendships and connections mm-hmm. um, because uh, you know Satan loves to get us alone and isolated and that's the place we go down these spirals mm-hmm. um but it's actually in community and that's like the other the other piece of it is standing in church you know i, I often from stage look down and i feel the power of community like i feel it tangibly it's one of the most beautiful things like you can come to church 
completely down, mm-hmm. downcast, you know. Yeah. And it just takes a person, there's, there's somebody to your left and somebody to your right and they're worshipping mm-hmm. and they're actually lifting your faith mm-hmm. for you. You know, it's interesting you say that because that's a conversation after over a year of people like watching online. Yeah. And Matt and I were just having this conversation about how what we're hearing most often now is like, well, it's just so easy to watch from home now. Sure. And convincing people, not because we want buildings full or yeah. numbers big, but like this very thing that you're talking about, like like if that's what, what has to happen to like to get get a word and get some taught and get course corrected potentially yeah. or but but the being together It's so it, incredibly powerful. It's so powerful and you can't explain it necessarily. No. And you can't articulate it or try to like give the the whatever to why, unless you just experience it, yeah. of what a hope. I mean, I remember right before COVID, my mom got really sick mm-hmm. and we thought she was going to die. Yeah. And I came to church this one particular day and I was just like a wreck. Mm-hmm. And I was a different person from the time I walked into this building mm-hmm. to the time I left. I've just filled with hope. Like every word of every song Every word the Holy Spirit was speaking through Matt of just like why I can hope, why I can mm. trust God with my prayers for my mm. mom's healing and and why I would be okay even if she wasn't healed. Like yeah. it was just such this thing of hope. And wow. you know, I think when we think of hope, there's different things. There's like there's like the I don't want to say generic because I don't want to minimize it, but like God has a hope and a plan for our future. You yeah. know, there's that kind of thing. Because in Christ we have that security and that hope mm. that no matter what happens here, we have the hope in where we're spending eternity. Mm. You know, we have a hope that God wants good things. But the other thing I would want to talk about in uh, along the thread of hope would be how, how to encourage women, women like me, like if I was listening to this, yeah. of what is something in your life you're hoping for? Mm. Do you trust God for that? What's holding you back from hoping? Like, these yeah. are questions that I would want to ask myself of like, yeah. I'm not a good hoper. <laughs> I don't know how else yeah. to say that. I mean, but, you, you you said that that kind of like self-talk or that little space you go on when you think about hope, mm-hmm. like, and, and you're stopping yourself. You're like, oh, well, I'm just going to brace myself so yeah. that I don't yeah. get disappointed. I think, I think everybody thinks that. I think that daily. Mm. Um, which is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really beautiful to hear that other people struggle with the same thing mm-hmm. as you do. And I, I would say there's so many people listening who, when they hear that, when you say that, they're going to say me too. Mm. And there's, um, you know, I, I know the, the me too, that's not where I'm going on yeah, that. Yeah. Just, it's just to not be alone is a beginning Mm -hmm. to not feel isolated and not to feel alone in that trail of thinking is like beautiful. Mm. That's where we start Mm -hmm. uh, to rebuild Mm -hmm. Um, because honestly, the devil just wants us to be extremely isolated and Mm. alone. 
When I think of that, I think about the women that I meet. I either get like direct messages on social media mm. or that I meet in the lobby. You probably mm. have had similar circumstances or that write into us here at Cultivate of just like everything's falling apart. Mm. And what, what can they hope for? Yeah. You know, and they don't even know where to start hoping because it's mm-hmm. like, it feels so hopeless. Mm. And I think what, and there's such an entrapment in that of just like, this is all that life has to offer. And, you know, being a Christian, following Jesus doesn't mean your life doesn't have trials. It actually has all kinds of trials all the time. It but it does mean we have a hope through the trial. And I think what I would want to say to women that are listening that feel like there's no hope, I don't know what that hope would look like. But I know that God has plans for you and plans for a future. And I mm. I think the only way, like, I don't know what that hope looks like, but you could know what that hope looks like by spending time with him. Mm-hmm. You know, like to the person listening that's feeling hopeless, like when's the last time that you got completely alone and quiet with God mm. and, set, and, and even started to just sort through the emotion and the dust mm. settling from whatever life destruction has happened let that settle and said you know what i want for my life god and trust Mm -hmm. god with your own wants and desires Mm -hmm. for your life that partner with his you know like god's not going to give us things we want necessarily he might leave us to our own self apart from him but you know like like it might be kids it might be a partner it might be a job it might be a financial security it might be a new opportunity, like Mm. to start to allow yourself to say, what could this next season or journey look like? Mm. And to dust off, dust yourself off from Mm. wherever you've been without, without leaving behind the lessons and wisdom and knowledge that you've gained from whatever hardship it was as you go in. But to say like, whatever that was, doesn't have to be. Lisa Bevere says something like this. She said, the answer to a nightmare is a dream. Wow. And I, I, I mean, I love most things that Lisa says. <laughs> she just says it and I'm like, yeah. I'm such a fangirl of Lisa, but you know, I have seen Lisa from the she's stage great. and I've seen her privately and she's, she's exactly the same. She's the same it's person beautiful. and how she encourages you to live. She's living. She's not, yeah. it's not do what I say. It's do what I'm doing. Hmm. And this is why it's profitable from you for you because mm-hmm. it's from God. You know, she's just but I think of that as like I I came up and like I didn't have the worst childhood, but I had a lot of trauma, you know. I grew up with an alcoholic father who, mm. you know, and I'm so lucky because my dad got sober mm. in my earlier life, but um I ended up losing him to cancer, but I came from abuse and some like um now mm. there's a word for it. I wouldn't know what it's like food insecurity or something like that. Like we just had hard times a lot, you know, my parents worked really hard, but it was hard. And there were things that felt like a nightmare, you know, to a kid. And, and my life now is incredible. Like I just, I have such a, like such a loving husband and health and it's not perfect. I mean, I have enemies, I have hardships, I have all of that, but that the answer to some of that stuff was what I dreamed for my life and asked yeah. God for, you wow. know? And so I just am, I'm curious to the people listening of, have you, have you even dared 
to hope. Maybe that's the courageous thing. Have you gotten alone with God and, and were you real with yourself, real with God? And then what does it look like to get real with a a friend, like you said, and say like, Hey, I, I'm going to ask you to pray for this for me. This is a hope I have for myself. And I don't know how it might look, how God might answer this. Mm. What I found to be true in my own life is that typically God doesn't answer my hopes and dreams the way I thought, it's typically better. And I am very humbled by how <laughs> small of a thinker I was. Yeah. How, how I just never asked yeah. big. I was just like, maybe just this, you know, kind, of, this. kind of a deal. So yeah. along those lines, like what are, can you think back on a time for something you hoped for that you, you've gotten to step into? Um, well, yeah, sure. Um, that's not on the questions I sent her before. This is just like, oh, okay. Yeah, wow, yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> We're going to go this way. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, you know, I, I think I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out which kind of which story to to bring. I think, you know, there's there's a journey of like I wanted to be in a big church in America somewhere. Really? Yeah. And And here I am. Um, and that's just wonderful. It's so wonderful to be a part of something that is um, so it so evidently has the, the fingerprint and the heartbeat of God. Mm. Um, that is something I've dreamed for. Mm. Um, I, I've dreamed of stadiums and I've seen some. I feel like there's more. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very hard thing to dream of, mm-hmm. um, particularly in a coming out of a season like COVID, where nobody wants to be in in, in big places together. They want to be in smaller spaces mm-hmm. and like, you know. And so, but but I have to I have to dare to hope for what is inside of me. And the beautiful thing about what you dream of has been placed there by, by God, mm-hmm. and. And when it doesn't align with God, it actually changes and morphs over time, mm-hmm. and it does then align with Him, um, which is beautiful. And you as can, we're growing, as, as you, we're pursuing as growing, Him, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you know, probably my my dream for stadiums probably started out with a, a fairly selfish, um, inward. Um, self-gratification space, it's morphed into this, I really want to be a part of something that God is doing Mm. around the world where Mm -hmm. many people can gather together so we can create moments like what we just talked about, Mm -hmm. Um, the power of people, Mm. um, the hope that's created when we come together, when we gather. Um, You know, I see stadiums um, around America. I see stadiums um, in in, in places and countries that don't have the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So it's actually just a sea of people, um, endless. Mm-hmm. And, and I see that and I dream for that. And that's very hard to share. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that God is in the middle of that. It's not, it's not back where my dream started. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the same um, motivation. Motive. Yeah. Yeah. It has this different, different space, and it actually has also this like that. It's okay. Also, it doesn't happen mm-hmm. because I know God is, God is just in it, mm-hmm. like, and His plan is way bigger. And maybe also some of some of the things I can't even remember. Steve wrote it down because 
I said it while we were on vacation just this past week, but, um, you know, the beauty that we dream of is sometimes unearthly. Mm. Um, and so I think we get a glimpse into heaven. I think the Lord lets us see some of the mm. things that we may not ever get to see here on earth, but we we shouldn't let go of the promise or the hope for mm-hmm. um, because I think it spurs us into all the things that He's called us into. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. And I, I think that's why I wanted to have this conversation is just where does hope play into mm. all the things? You mm. know, we've talked about the importance of being real and mm. not having comparison and courage and um, just stepping into our identity. and mm. But to hope for... Um, our own future, to hope for a world, to hope mm. for people around us, mm. you know, it's just, it, it kind of keeps you chasing in a good way, a mm. little bit, chasing God. Totally. You know, and I love what you said, because I think that, like you said, even in like Sandals Church, it's funny when you call it big, because I think of when it was Matt and I and Maddie, who was nine months old at the mm. time. And to me, I'm like, can you imagine if we had 100 people that like came to Sandals Church? Totally. I remember the Sunday where 99 people were there. And I was like, oh, Amanda was sick today. Like, I could tell you who wasn't there that like we didn't totally. reach the, wow. you know. And now I'm like, I have, you know, we, we were in Mexico and met a couple from overseas at a water park that were like, yeah. oh my gosh, like... I never would have imagined, like, my yeah. dream of hitting a hundred people, yeah. you know, God was like, you're cute, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it, even then, it was just like, oh, because if we did, yeah. then people would think we were legit. Totally. Now, I'm like, I don't care who we reach, or I mean, how many, you know, like yeah. a number, yeah. I want to impact lives. Lives, yeah. So it shifted from... Wanting a lot of people to come so that people are like, no, they're That's not a thing. joke. They're yeah. a real deal, you yeah. know, um, to like, I want to change, be a part of people becoming the best version of who God made them to yeah. be, you know, to live in freedom, to stop pretend, like such a pretending place with mm. the world and God. And I just think the world lies to people and they... I, I, we get, we get them here in a triage, you know, of all of the wounding of the world. Yeah. And I want people to experience life here mm. as well as just a hope for heaven. So like, mm. like you're saying, it's totally. morphed into what God would have. So yeah. now I'm like, the numbers are unimportant to me. Yeah. I want people's lives to be impacted and for them to, to just live yeah. truly live the way that God wants for us. And I don't I don't know what I would have hoped or dreamed back then, but it's changed mm. and I think how you're saying and also if it doesn't happen the hope yeah. and the dream is a glimpse of God's heart. Yeah. The goodness to come yeah. whether it's on this side or, or, or the other or on the yeah. other um is so real and I think the shift the shift there is rooted in the more we're, we're maturing. Totally. You know? Yeah. And because the the truth is, whether it happens or not, when you're rooted in the right thing, you think, well, if it didn't happen, then then God. 
but God has something better. Totally. He has a better plan, and I trust that more than my hope, Yeah. more than my dream. I mean, I think yeah. about how, like, how ridiculous young Tammy was. <laughs> she was ridiculous. Like, I thought I for sure knew, like, my dream person, you know, like, who that would be. Like, there's an old Garth Brooks sure. song called Thank God for Unanswered Prayers. Oh, my gosh. I, I like, have that. Like, where I'm just like, can you imagine oh if gosh. God had answered my ridiculous prayers We honestly back then? don't know what's good for us. We don't. Yeah. And I sure didn't. And <laughs> what God's done in my life that I, I had no idea that I needed, wanted, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, there's our hopes and dreams, and then there's His. Yeah. And I think the gap is where we are, is a, a sign of our personal growth and maturity of, yeah. I think I want this, but I trust that what you have for me is better. And being willing to hold loosely to our own wants, mm-hmm. our own hopes, mm-hmm. and our own dreams, and trusting that whatever He has for us is better. And it, it's, you don't know it till you experience it, and you're like, oh. I didn't even know to hope for that. Yeah. I didn't even know that would be my best. I didn't know that you you get you answered a dream that I didn't know I had until I was walking in it. Yeah. You know, and so to the women listening, that's what I would think is like even to just to take some time to start considering have you created space for hope? You know, what yeah. what what are you what are you potentially ignoring that's a hope or dream that you have that you want to ask God for and have you spent the time to do that and Mm. to pray for that and to even go there Mm. you know Mm. and I don't know I just I think it's so important and to me I'm like blown away how you're like I don't see myself that way (laughs) because because I do see that for you and I you know this I'm praying for some some hopes and dreams that you have yeah and um and if you do get that stadium, you better get me in. You better get me some tickets in. You, it's, <laughs> oh, I'll Tammy. come. I'll buy a ticket. To You're going to be so. there. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, I, I, um, do we have time? Are we, do we sure. have one second for like a little, it's our podcast. I, you know, what? I just, what you want. I, <sighs> quick, quick little story and just maybe just a tool for, um, some people, some listeners. Yeah. Um, so, a little raw, my sister is going through some pretty hard medical stuff right now. Mm. Hate that I can't be there. Mm-hmm. Tearing up. That's the way it is. Um, my hope would be to be there, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. I can jump on a plane and be there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not this... you know, there's little, there's little hopes and there's big hopes and dreams. Mm-hmm. Um but I've been, I've been wrestling with this with God because we're so miles apart, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not everybody's situation. I know that. But some of you are listening and you're saying, but I don't have any hope and I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm angry. Mm. <laughs> like there's more to it than, well, like, I don't know if I've got a dream or not. Mm-hmm. This is like this painful for me to hope. And I feel that. I feel that for some people mm. preparing last night, thinking about hope. 
it's been so shattered in this world mm-hmm. and, and manipulated. And we safeguard ourselves against hope. And so, like, I'm praying for people as they listen. Because um, even the word hope is hard to hear mm-hmm. when something hasn't worked out or you're just sitting in pain. Mm-hmm. But what I would offer, and I've got no idea except for God. And so what I do is last night I put some candles on. I turn the lights off. And I put some worship music on. Mm-hmm. And I laid there and let the presence of God wash over me. Mm-hmm. And I think some people need to do that. It's a vulnerable space because it's dark and it's quiet. And you don't be, don't be alarmed when your thoughts just dart everywhere because this is like a practice mm-hmm. to be in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. But... Let me tell you how much he holds you in those moments. He's not a God that just wants to fix. He actually is a God who wants to sit with us Mm -hmm. in the places where we feel hopeless so that we can eventually learn how to hope again. And it's okay if today is not the day for hope. Mm. But it is a day where God can sit with you in your hopelessness. Mm. And... um. One of the songs that I was listening to it, it's it says I it's called I Won't Move. It's by Life Church and it says, Find me here again in the place where we met where hopelessness meets grace. Mm. And I know we've gone to like a bit of a deep deeper space, but I do hope that um, people who are sitting in hopelessness don't discount themselves from the conversation Mm. Um, because there is there are days of hopelessness or seasons of hopelessness Mm -hmm. but a Mm -hmm. new day and a new season is coming Um, I love God because he is a God of seasons Mm -hmm. Um, nothing ever stays in one place with God he's ever changing but he is always the same Mm -hmm. Um, and so we can hold on to that and I think hope rises from the ground, <laughs> from our from our bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, hope rises from that space with God. So, anyway. I love that. And now, every single person listening knows why I started this with. Please meet Beck, one of my favorite people <laughs> on the planet, because it spills out of you like it just did. So, thank you, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having and me. I'm so honored. I. Um, <laughs> You know, I, when you said like how, you know, you guys came here, I'm like, they moved literally across the world to be a part of what God's doing at Sandals Church. And that's not lost on me ever. Mm. You know, you have your sister and your, your parents and so many good friends. And I just, God planted in me like, you know, we're, we're your family here. Yeah. Because we need a family of God. Mm. And um, so I'm always like, I got you, girl. I yeah. got you here. And I do love you dearly. And you so thank you for thank being you. here. Thank you for what you do for Sandals Church. And um, just for the word that you gave everyone listening, because I think you're right. It's 
hoping is scary, especially if you've hoped before and it didn't go well. Yeah. And um, I just, I think that God's really going to use that, your conversation. So thank you for being vulnerable and saying it. I love you. And Thanks. to everybody listening, you know, um, my heart for you is just that these conversations, you know, they're not orchestrated. They're real women having real conversations mm-hmm. that Beck and I would have had this conversation over coffee on my living room mm-hmm. or in the office one day pulled aside. And with each of these conversations, it's just our way of bringing you into saying like, Hey, we're with you in this. We're mm-hmm. trying to figure this out too. Mm-hmm. We've learned some things. We haven't learned some things. We're asking ourselves some curious questions. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point of this um, series this summer is just that how can we cultivate a freedom to, you know, Jesus says like, come to set you free and yet we still live like captives Mm -hmm. and so each of these conversations has been ones to try to at least start untangling or figuring out how we can untangle from the things that enslave us Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm super grateful for everyone listening if you've missed some of these I suppose they're always available to go back and listen to. <laughs> but Beck, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. And I'm inviting everyone right now to come here, Beck, lead worship. <laughs> <laughs> she's mostly at Hunter Park, but she's kind of all over yeah. the place at times. So, um, all right. We love you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Cultivate Podcast. If you were encouraged by what you heard today, we kindly ask you to share this episode through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Then tell a friend. We'd love our conversation to help you start your own. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave a review. We love hearing what you think and we know others will too. Cultivate Women exists to help women like you grow spiritually wise in a community of kindness. If you attend Singles Church, join us as we live out what we're learning on the weekends by using our weekly reflection guide. This is written by women for women so that you can cultivate the truth of God's word into your life. Find it every Monday at cultivate.sc slash discussion. You can keep up to date on all things Cultivate by following Cultivate Women on Instagram and Facebook or by visiting our website at cultivate.sc. Because Cultivate is just one piece of the ministry at Sandals Church, be sure to find our current and archived sermons from Pastor Matt Brown at sandalschurch.tv or go to sandalschurch.com to visit a campus near you. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Debrief podcast where Pastor Matt is giving real answers to tough questions from the Bible. Find it at debrief.show or wherever you find your podcasts. Friends, until we meet again, here or in person, remember, cultivate kindness. Thank you.